0: Stonecutters Podcast, Aaron Haggins. Will Catlett. Where do we start, man? What's, what's new with you?
1: Man, um, well, what's new with me that's positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, let's start with you, brother. And then I get to what's positive with me.
0: <laughs> uh, Stonecutters
1: po- Podcast.
0: Stonecutters Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to Leave us a question. You can reach us at stonecutterspodcast.com. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Stonecutters Podcast. Uh, you can send us an email, stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We're also on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Will at, at Will Catlett, W I L L C A T Catlett, L E T T and you can follow Aaron you can follow me at Arontown, aaron mm-hmm. town 850 a a r o n t o w n 850 um yeah so what's new with me um mm-hmm. the movie's almost done nice the film the film is the film nice It's almost done um i did you know I, I i would hear you talk about these terms a rewrite or an edit and i didn't mm-hmm. really, i didn't really understand it so like I guess what I'll just really quickly, I'll just break down like the whole process. Mm-hmm. So, so last March, I got the overshoes, mm-hmm. got the overshoes. And the day that I got them, I just like, I did a bunch of stuff. I took pictures of it because I knew that they're, it's like a white shoe. So the minute you wear it, it's going to get dirty. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, I kind of had an idea in my head that I wanted to make a movie about the shoe then. I just didn't know what the movie was going to be about. So, um, just wrote out an idea and I was like, I want to make a movie about the overshoe. Right. Um, And then from that day forward, I just started doing things and I would just film me jumping in puddles or me buckling and unbuckling the shoe or something like that. And from that, you know, over the span of about six months, I sort of developed like a script Mm -hmm. what I wanted the movie to be about, but I never wrote it down. So it's all in my head. It's all in my head. And finally, you know, like maybe two or three months ago, I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. like I've been sitting on this movie idea, this film idea, I keep calling it a film. A film is a feature length that's more than 60 minutes long. What I have is a short film, which is under 60 minutes in length, it's probably gonna be about a 15 minute film.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause
0: at this, you know, like I also went and did the research to, to, to know what to call it and know what everything was. Mm-hmm. Um, So I started looking up like how to make a film and it was like, okay, you start with a a script and the screenplay and you write out the music as it pertains to where it falls in line with the dialogue and everything. So remember Mm -hmm. all this stuff is still in my head at this point. So I type it out on the computer and I'm like, okay, scene one, this is what's going to happen. This is what the video is going to be. This is what I'm going to write it out. So I would type out what everything was and I had it on there, and I kept making these edits and these revisions to it. So now I understand when you're like, oh, I made a revision to the script. Got you. I get what that is. Um, but one part of the film actually has me writing out instructions on a piece of paper. So just yesterday, um, I, I, this is like, I, I want to talk about intentionality tonight. Um, which mm-hmm. is, but Because it, it, I don't know about you, but it feels really good to be intentional about something and to say that you're going to do something and then actually accomplish it. So, Mm -hmm. so yesterday I took some time to really write out these instructions and they had always been either in my mind or they had been like parsed out on notebooks everywhere. So I wrote them all down on one piece of paper and it was Mm -hmm. one, one cohesive document. And as I was writing it and as I'm writing it out, I'm actually like looking at what I typed up and I'm just like, okay, this doesn't make sense when you write it out. And I'm doing just another rewrite and another reedit and I write everything out and it looks great. And then I'm like, let me write it out again. So I took that same sheet that I had written out, wrote, written out, and Mm -hmm. I took another sheet and I just copied from that paper to another paper and read a line and then would write it out again. And even with just reading it a third time at this point, you know, I was able to, oh well, I can shorten this up or I can make this be a little bit more concise. So Mm -hmm. the point of all this is, is that like I really feel confident about the vision that i had okay and and how it's coming to fruition and how i I wrote it down and i have most of the i I probably have about 90 percent of the film already written the script is done the lines are done i need to do voiceover which is coming up uh probably either this weekend or next weekend if i can if i can connect with the person i need to do voiceover for me but it's really fun to like you know Kobe talked about being in love with the process right. and I really didn't understand making a film or, or you can shoot a video and post it on YouTube but to intentionally take a video of this and then take a different scene a shot of it or, uh, take a look at this one in a different light and piece everything together and then have a, a soundtrack or have a score that runs underneath it and then have voiceovers in certain parts of it like you're building like a a sculpture almost Mm -hmm. you're cobbling all these things together to sort of build something. And for me, it's just been awesome. It's been super rewarding and with all the things that are going on in the world, it's, it's been an outlet for me to really focus on something that's really kind of interesting to me. Like I'm a technical person and I, you're, you're a movie star. You've, you've, you've been all over in, all different types of medium and I just always saw what you did and just was like, Oh, okay, well that's never really for me. But mm-hmm. the more and more that we talked on the stone cutters and the more that I just had some like self-reflection time, it was like, you have a job, you have something that pays the bills and then you have things that bring you joy. Like what we talked about at the beginning of the year is bringing you joy. Mm-hmm. Right. And things, th- things of that nature. So putting this film together for me has just been one of those experiences and I'm going to be extremely happy when it's over, Mm -hmm. but only because we've captured that moment in time. And now that movie and everything that's in it is going to be on YouTube. It's going to live on. And then I can go on to other ventures or if I have another vision, I've already laid the groundwork. I already know how to put together a film. You know, the next thing for me would be a movie.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, for our listeners, like, this is the truest form of having a vision and being able to materialize it. Right. So it's like, for me, it's this obsession with a shoe and telling a story about the shoe and trying to get people to understand the shoe more than what it actually is. But also like, I'm trying to sort of show everybody how I feel about the shoe through a movie. Right. Now for people that are listening, you can do the same thing in with whatever industry you work in or whatever your vision is, whether it's to shoot a video of yourself speaking positive affirmations that you're going to be what you, what you want to be or you're already doing it right now. Or, you know, like this, this comes back to uh, four years ago when, mm-hmm. when we made a movie about the creative, I'm sorry, the museum of creative human art. Mm-hmm. And you came over and and we have that recording and that video of me being like i'm gonna be working at nike and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and we captured it in that video and then it, it materialized right so does that make sense
1: this makes perfect sense well first of all man brother i'm proud of you you know i'm proud of you being intentional uh so what did you discover when You went back and you wrote it the second and third
0: time. Some of it was just poor grammar, and then Mm -hmm. other and then other parts of it were more about like you have a thought and then you need to refine it Mm -hmm. to its to its simplest form so that people can understand it. So certain parts of what I was actually writing are like technical things. They're things Mm -hmm. if you're an engineer or you work in footwear or you know a little bit about Tom Sachs, you'll be able to pick up. But mm-hmm. if you're a layman, uh, just you know anybody who's not deeply ingrained in the overshoe or Tom Sachs or Nike or things like that, and you stumble across this video on YouTube or you listen to our podcast, and you're like, hey, I want to find out what this film is, and you type it up. I, I needed to make the language in such a way that, it, that the broader audience could connect with it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: so that's what some of the rewrites were um and then other ones were just like i would see a descriptor or i would see a word and i would want to improve on that word i'd mm-hmm. be like this word this is where we always talk about thoughts become things and when you're really examining your thoughts you really have to start examining the words that you use and, right and the meaning of the the true meaning of those words so it's like even when I'm when I'm writing out a script or I'm I'm writing out lines for the film and stuff, I would write out a verb and then I would be like, well, is that what's really going on? Is it is it being put together or is it being built or is it being assembled or is it being mm-hmm. co- is it being cobbled together now all those different things. They sound about the same, but there's, there's a lot of nuances and a lot of differences between them. So for me, a lot of the rewrites were just like, how can I say this better? How can I say this simpler? How can I say this more effectively?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So Stonecutters Podcast, we're talking about being intentional. Intentional about what you're doing. But speaking of the good news, man, um, I'm getting ready to teach a class, bro.
0: What? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, congratulations. Yeah, Yeah, man, it's
1: gonna- Teacher Will. Yeah, it's gonna gonna be dope. You know, it's gonna be, um, well, my wife is still, you know, building and working out all the kinks and stuff. But, you know, we were sitting here thinking and she had brought up the idea of, you know, teaching to the masses, you know, like, you know, online on things that I've learned, how I went from, you know, the web, to the big screen, you know, and so many things I've learned along the way that I can impart in people, you know, cause you get so many people at so many different levels, but it's the simplest things, it's in the details, it's in the things that we, the simple things that we overlook that causes us not to soar the way we're supposed to soar. And so I'm so excited. I didn't think I would be this excited. You know, I've taught things before, but, when I'm going over the lesson, it's like, ooh, I can't wait to go back in a, in the audition room. I can't wait to get back on set, you know, because the things that I'm getting ready to give to everyone, I was able to give it to myself first. You know, so when you're putting it down, you're writing it down, and you're going over, and I'm looking at it, like, ooh, this is good. This is good. This this method will work, you know. So like you always say. You, you have the ability to show people how to get there. You know, you're very confident that. I'm very confident that whoever will come to this class, you know, you would have bought a pair of shoes to your destiny, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's just, no one's given this information, because I didn't get it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's in a, and, it's in a, and it's in a way where, like we talked before, Someone's not going to get to Nike how Aaron got to Nike. But they can pull different things from his journey. Absolutely. You know, to be checkpoints. Just like a a person in a NASCAR race. Everybody got a different car. You know, but we all on the same track. You know, but different people drive their cars differently. You know, you can't focus on how car number 24 is driving. You got to focus on how car number two is driving, especially if you're in car number two. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, yeah, man, it's going to be good.
0: Well, you know, the interesting thing and, uh, f- from my previous job that uh, I worked in, um, I taught a lot of people about lean manufacturing. And mm-hmm. what, I, what I would read is, is that you read information, you retain information, but the only way for you to truly understand the information is to teach it to others, Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so so, what you're doing is is that by teaching it to other others you gain a deeper understanding of whatever you're teaching so it's like me and you are teaching people or giving people the wisdom that mm-hmm. we have to get to where to where we've where where we've gone to professionally right so mm-hmm. we're giving people these nuggets and we're, and we're talking about past experiences or we're trying to just give people that pep talk they need to to take action today but what right. what ends up happening is is that the words that we're teaching other people we're actually gaining a deeper understanding of them by just talking about it do you get what i'm saying
1: i totally understand and that's what and that's what i felt and that's why i got so excited because i'm like you know uh, when i got into the game I didn't really have a mentor. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think this this podcast is so special. Shout out to the Stonecutters podcast because you're getting to see two people on the journey. You know, you're not seeing them, you know, when they're already at the mountaintop. You know, sometimes when you're already at the mountaintop, it's like, wow, man, that's a long way to get up there as we were talking about Mount Everest. But then you broke it down to little checkpoints along the way. So we're leaving keys, we're leaving nuggets, we're leaving gems for ourselves too, for our children's children, and for people to listen to the podcast and say, okay, if I just work this one thing by writing things down, my whole life change. If I just change of getting up an hour early or getting in, making it up into the 5 a.m. club, you know, my whole life's changed because you really only maximize four hours in a day where you can be at your full potential. You know, so if I go to bed a little, or it's the little by little. That's what I love. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, if you're just over little, I'll make you just over much. Sometimes we're trying to get the much, the millions, uh, the fancy house, the fancy car, but you got to be just over the little. And once you master the little, the little becomes the much. That's the mystery in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are you smiling like that bro because
0: i'm getting it i'm 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 getting it, it, it i'm getting it man yeah
1: i'm you know picking what
0: I mean? up i'm picking up what you're putting down man i receive
1: okay Amen. message Amen. received i received too uh, because
0: it's, it, this is just one of Boy. those this is just one of those things where me and you start talking and then you just you you strike on something that's like on my mind at the time and you're and yeah it's like right now i'm thinking of the big 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 But it's just like you just have to constantly be reminded to just continue to. to, What's the I'm sorry, the the word that you used
1: with just over a little, just a little, just over a little, just over a little. If you're just over a little, he'll make you just over much. Or if you're a ruler over a little, he'll make you rule over much. You know, so it's almost like, okay, if you can't manage a thousand dollars, how are you going to manage it? Ten thousand you know so each each thing that you're doing the perfection is in the little you know even with the earth it starts with a, a acorn becomes an oak tree am i correct mm-hmm. you know so an acorn is so s- small compared to how big that oak tree will be but if you disregard the acorn you never become the oak tree you know the yeah. acorn is the little the oak tree is now going to give shade to the birds, give shade to you, give more fruit to the earth, replenish the earth with oxygen, you know, give kids a place to climb and soar their imaginations, you know, but that's all hidden in the acorn. So we can start to get in our mind, hey, it's in the acorn, it's in the little, it's in this, then this becomes this big thing. Then we won't get so overwhelmed with how am I going to make it? How am I going to get there? It's not to be focused on the how or the when. It's focused on the little by little. Stonecutters
0: Podcast. Stonecutters Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, StonecuttersPodcast.com. You can also send us questions or topics to discuss on the show at Stonecutters Podcast. That's all one word, S T. O N E C U T T E R S P O D C A S T at gmail.com. Boom. Boom. What else you want to,
1: what else you want to, man? We in a vibe, man. Throw out (laughs) something, bro. We in a vibe. We in a good vibe right now. The vibe is right.
0: I was, just as you were talking about this, I just started a new book. Uh, The book is called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. By Marshall Goldsmith Uh, okay I'm on the fourth chapter but what the book talks about is that our success me and you Mm -hmm. will what got us to where we are right now as much as we talk about it on the show as much as we talk about it to to as many people around us right the the book is trying to challenge the thought that everything that we've done is all because of the work ethic that we have the drive, the persistence, all of these factors that we control, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But the book talks about we have traits that are very good and then we have traits that are bad or negative. Mm -hmm. And um, we can strive and we can be successful in spite of having negative traits. Mm-hmm. Because people can either see our perceive our negative traits as a funny quirk or something that they're willing to work past and work through because they know that ultimately there's a benefit to them working with us or us joining their team or things like that. So the book talks about twenty specific habits that that most of us have either one of two of these habits if if if, if you 're at all successful um, i'm not going to go into detail about that. But what I did want to talk about was is that there are things that we can, the the book talks about an idea, which is, Will, you're perceived as being a bad guy. So for you to not be a jerk and not Mm -hmm. to be perceived as being a bad guy, you can do one of two things. Mm -hmm. You can either work really, really hard at being a good guy, or you can stop being a jerk. Mm -hmm. Right? So Mm -hmm. one one of those things requires you to, take classes and smile more and do, do all these different things. Right. So that's the, I think it talks about it as addition. So like you're adding to your skills and your traits and everything like that. And the other one is subtraction or submission. Mm -hmm. So the negative traits, not being a jerk, right? If you Mm -hmm. just stop being a jerk and you don't put any energy into being nicer, you ultimately become a nicer person because you're not being a jerk anymore. Right, right. So um, the the big point that I'm trying to make here is that the book really talks about we're all not perfect. We all have flaws and we all have negative traits that are inside of us and we succeed despite having these negative traits. The problem is, is that the higher and higher that you rise in terms of success, the Mm -hmm. more and more that these tiny little quirks and these behavioral quirks will affect how successful you end up becoming. Mm hmm. Because at a certain level, when you're successful, you have an innate skill or a trait that you possess, that you have, right? Mm -hmm. For you, it's being able to act, write, direct, all these different things. For me, it's being an engineer, being a problem solver, being somewhat creative, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Now,
0: for both of us, if we're constantly belittling people, if we're constantly cutting people off, if we are... Uh, not giving people enough information to be successful if we're always being contradictory to folks like that, right? We can Mm -hmm. be successful. We can be successful and that might be where we are right now. But Mm -hmm. what it, but what the book is trying to show you is, is that if you don't start really assessing some of the traits that you have that you think are positives and start looking at them and reframing them differently to see how you can become more of a well-rounded person it's not as much about like trying to do a lot more things it's actually about not doing things that are triggering to the people around you or you know like how me and you sometimes we can get moody and we Mm -hmm. can and we can we can say we can say a smart ass comment sometimes Mm -hmm. that 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 we probably shouldn't have said Mm -hmm. so those sort of sorts of things um Mm -hmm. But it was just something that was on my mind, and uh when I finish reading the book, I'll share some more. but did you have any thoughts
1: yeah, yeah, I think um I just finished The Alchemist for like the third or fourth time, and Clayton. um you know, I think you know what the author is trying- what he's communicating through through you to me is that it's all written by the same hand, you know how you treat others is really how you feel about yourself, you know. So what you did to get there is not going, is not going to help you to get to where you're going. You know It means that it's evolution, you have to change, you have to constantly evolve and you have to see yourself in everything, in the trees, in the wood, in the plant and you have to respect that. So when you're living your life in that way, you know, you'll be less of an, an a-hole you know, or jerk because you can see yourself in the situation. Mm-hmm. And then when you are, because that time will happen, like, you know, uh, me and my wife working on this site and uh, you know, yesterday, we were speaking the same language, but at different times, at different paces in different places. You know what I mean? So, you know, when I say, I know she's on the phone with her bro, having a good time and talking and they don't, you know, they're trying to catch up and she's having a moment at the same time we're trying to complete something. So I'm trying to understand her moment with her brother too. And I'm fighting hard to not be like, Hey, babe, <laughs> like, you know, are you not catching? Like, how long is this going to go on? You know? But the way I responded, you know, to her was like, uh, well I forget what I said, but the way she took it, it didn't, it, you know what I mean? It didn't mm-hmm. cause us to, uh, to be in a good space for like 10 minutes. We were proud of ourselves. We was like, oh yeah, man, usually this takes like an hour to get through, it's only like 10 <laughs> minutes, you know? But at the same time, she didn't effectively communicate and I didn't effectively communicate, Yeah, you know? But we both were kind of saying the same thing or trying to say the same thing. As she was trying to honor her time with her brother, I was trying to honor time with her brother, but at the same time honor what we had, but it just didn't come out right.
0: Yeah,
1: You know what I'm saying? So, but sometimes you need those friction because then you get to, what's the real issue? Why are you really upset of what I said? Yeah. Oh, you don't get to spend that much time with bro like you want to. And that's quality time that you really want to have. So if I really took heed to that moment, although it wasn't communicated, I could have stepped away and said, listen, we're going to get to this. You know what I mean? We're going to get to what we got to do. Take that time with your bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's about... Weighing yourself on a scale, seeing where you can improve and improve that, and putting yourself in the other person's shoes. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: What? Uh. So we let's let's just we're gonna wrap it up in terms of being intentional because even taking time to be self-reflecting is uh-huh. being is being intentional. Right. So what over the next week, you know, between now and the next time that we talk, what are you planning on being intentional about? You know this upcoming week,
1: getting up at my divine hour, so I've been doing it, you know, okay. so I've been up, so here's how I figured out well, two things I've been intentional on I definitely named the alarm car- the alarm clock, so that's been helping <laughs> so what did you with, what did you name it? five o'clock is movie star, you know that's definitely at five o'clock, so I'm like, oh, you gotta get your ass up if you're a movie star <laughs> at four thirty is um, um, early I will seek early in the morning I will seek you, so that gives me time to be like, okay, I can get in my prayer time. I can get my prayer time with the Lord. I can set the day. I can be ahead of the day, and I'm also ahead of the baby getting up, because what happens? What what I found what I found out was if she when she wakes up at seven, it's almost like she's controlling the day, because you got to cater to her. So I'm behind time if I'm trying to get a good workout in and I got to wait till she goes down 9, 45, 10 and she may take a cat nap, you know, so I'm not really ahead of the day. So being intentional and so what I've decided to do, no matter how tired I may be, when she wakes up between 3.30 and 4.30, I kind of just stay up. So I'm like, okay, I look at the clock. You know, I spend my time with the Lord. I hit the gym. And, you know, I would have knocked out five or six things before seven o'clock. Yeah. So when the baby wakes up, I can be fully present and be there, you know. Um, so I've been really enjoying it. Now Today was a little tough because I went to go help my boy move and I didn't get my nap. <laughs> so, you know, because, you know, if you wake up that early throughout the day, you can you know, you drive on the road. It's L.A. It's a lot of traffic yeah. for yourself getting tired but i only need about 45 to an hour of a nap you know That's a and long I, nap it's a long nap you know <laughs> but if i get if i get a good 45 minutes you know i'm good for the rest of the day okay you know so but i do need that time to like just unwind and sometimes it's not just sleeping it's just in a state of rest yes so i'm like okay i'm definitely being intentional about I set the clocks, I'm getting up, and I'm getting some good workouts in, brother. I'm get, and then you know, Here's the thing, too. You know, because I'm not working out with any music. One, I'm beating everybody in this building up. No one's in there when I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? So, like Kobe, they're not beating me. I'm there. Now, there's a young lady that came in at five. She came in at five today, so I know I gotta get up, I gotta make sure I get in there by 4.30. Because, you know, one, I like to be in there by myself because I can talk to myself. Oh, you looking good champ. Oh, the best things are coming together for you. Oh man. Okay. Come on, come on. Don't quit. Don't quit. Can't quit now. Let's go. So it's like, I'm building myself up because there's no distractions with music. Not that you can't listen to your things that you want to listen to, but you know, I, 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 for me testing it, my sets are better and it's more fit, uh, 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 efficient. Efficient, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I'm, I'm in that pocket. I'm in that pocket, and then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm out of the gym. I'm out of the gym. No later than six fifteen. Then I get my shower in. You know, I get my good shower in. Walk over to the local Whole Foods. Get me a little burrito or something like that. Bring the wife something back. You know, it's a good morning, and then I feel like I'm ahead of the day. So when her mommy gets up, it's not like. Oh. Babies, up! You know, or, I didn't then, do
0: this. I didn't get that. Thing. I
1: didn't get, and then so you're chasing the day, yeah. You know, like today. What Ice Cube say? Today was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day. So I'm, I'm figuring out that is going, and then I just know. I said, man, just like we being consistent with the podcast. Once I'm consistent with this, it becomes a habit. Man, you ain't gonna be done do nothing with me, man. You ain't gonna be nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what what did Kobe say? Kobe said, I just had to accept that the ball was going in. You know? Just gotta accept the greatness because I'm getting up putting in the work. Little by little, you just got to accept the greatness. The greatness is all over me in the morning. The glory is all over me in the morning. I just be looking at him, man. look how handsome you are. Your biceps looking good. You're working on your legs. Look how far you come, good brother. <laughs> See? That's what I'm telling myself in the morning. So whatever come at me, negativity come at me during the day. I built myself up so much before the sun has come up. That's deflex. You know what I mean? That ain't even nothing. You know, so, yeah, man, I'm pumped.
0: Do you make your side of the bed when you get up that early?
1: No. I just, because my (laughs) wife kind of, it's kind of weird. I sleep under the cover. She sleeps on top of the cover, (laughs) you know, because she gets hot quick. So I just slide on out. Now, what I can do better and be more intentional about is the night before to put out my workout clothes.
0: But i will I was, keep going, keep going.
1: You know what I'm saying? Because it's wasted time in the morning to, you know, that four minutes, because I got, I, I was getting ready to go to the gym at five, but I was figuring out what I was going to put on. That took four minutes. So that means that, okay, I get to the gym. I'm just right upstairs. I'm at to the gym probably by 5.06. Then you got about 10 minutes to stretch. You see what I'm saying? That's time wasted when I could have just got up, washed my face, brushed my teeth, slipped on my clothes. Boom, I'm out the door. And then, bam, I'm, you know, I'm at a good hour. Then I got the rest of the day to do what I need to do.
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll run down my routine for you. So okay. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, I have a buddy, Kennard, and he, I, he picks me up. Uh, I take the train halfway uh, through Portland. He picks me up at 545. We get to Nike at 6 o'clock. Uh, we're working out by 6.05, and we finish about 7, 7.15, and then we do a recovery session and we do flexibility and things like that. And then we start our day. So like about 7.30, we're finished with everything. But it took me a while to get there. So he picks me up at 5.45 at the train, but I need to get on the train at 5.25, or I'm sorry, yeah, 5.25 at, at my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I have to leave the house by 5.20. I have mm-hmm. to be dressed you know, by about five fifteen. So in the beginning, I was waking up at five o'clock, and I was waking up at five o'clock, and it's dark, and you're tired, and I couldn't find my workout clothes, and mm-hmm. so, some days I'd miss the train. And what I would do was, in the beginning, was is I would pack the gym bag and I'd put it by the door, and I would get dressed, and we would go to work. I would take all the clothes that I had just put on, take them off, put the gym clothes on. And that took like an extra two or three minutes. And my workout partner's like, come on, man, you gotta, you gotta get it together. Like, so what I started to do was, is I would take all the gym clothes, set them aside. So when I wake up in the morning, take a shower, put the gym Mm -hmm. clothes on, put my regular clothes on top of it. So when we get to work and we get to the gym, I just take my regular clothes off. I got my gym clothes on underneath. And that's another five minutes of working out, but Excuse me, I wanted to make a point here. Mm-hmm. Um, we work out at Nike. Uh, we work out in the, in the company, company gym. Uh, we've got three gyms on campus. And we work in the gym that's closest to the building that where most of the executives sit. And we go to the gym, and we see these guys all the time, right? And we, we get there at 6 a.m. The gym actually opens at 5 a.m., so we get there at 6 So we get into the locker room and sometimes we see people that have finished their workouts at 6. They came in at 5, they finished at 6. And other times we get in there and other people are walking in with us. And I didn't realize it at first, but it was mostly the successful executives at Nike. Mm -hmm. They are getting in there early. They're getting in there at 5 a.m. They're getting in there at 6 a.m. The CEO of our company is in the gym. You know, we've seen the CEO, the person who replaced Mark Parker. Uh, we see him in the gym every once in a while. But to, to your point and to the people that are listening to this podcast, successful people attack the day early. Not all of them, some of them. There's also successful people that work late into the night. But what me and Will are trying to show people that are listening or watching us on YouTube um, is that by getting up early, You're attacking the day, just like Will saying. You're getting all these wins in so that when it gets to 10 o'clock and when it gets to one o'clock and you run into adversity, you've already had so many victories so early in the morning and so early in the day that these other things can't phase you. And when we get get to 10 o'clock, on a Wednesday and we're on the podcast and we're talking and I got up at 445 and you got up at 430 this morning and we're still got this energy and we're still happy to be here. and We have that joy. It's because being so intentional it over time, when you continue to be intentional, it just, it makes things fun. It, it makes the, you, you say you're going to do something and then you do it. And then you, you feel good afterwards for doing it. And then you say mm-hmm. that you're going to do it again and then you do it again. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a cycle.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I, you know, and just to add to that, it's the little tweaks. It's the little tweaks. Don't think, of, don't think of them as huge tweaks. It's the little tweaks. If you're riding a bike and that chain is just a hair off, you know what I'm saying? The chain, you're going to jump the chain. Chain going to come off the bike. It's going to slow you down. So if you just tighten and pull the tire back just a little bit to tighten that chain, so as the chain is not too loose, mm-hmm. then you're going to be prepared for your journey. So what Aaron and myself are saying, we're trying to prepare not only you, but ourselves for the journey ahead. You know, it's a marathon, like the great Nipsey Hussle would say. It's a marathon. You know, you got to break it down little by little. It's a Stonecutters podcast. Aaron Hankins. Will Catlin. We out.